everyone. In this podcast, you are going to be listening to me and my cousin Mayerly dive deep into how social media has changed dating over the years. We are five years apart. She is 19. I am 25. So our experience, although with many similarities, are very different. We then also dive deep into generational trauma and patterns and how it is affecting our current relationships. Enjoy! Okay, hello everyone. My name is Daniela and I'm here with my cousin Mayerly. Mayerly, introduce yourself. Hello everyone, my name is Mayerly Maldonado. I am Daniela's little cousin. Yeah, so we are five years apart. I am five years older than her. She is turning 20 and I am turning 26. So we are five years apart. We grew up together. We're really close. So basically what this episode is going to be about is us speaking about how different our experiences were with dating in high school. And then we're going to dive a little deeper getting into questions with that. Okay, so I'll start with my experience first just because it was before your experience. But my experience in high school with dating was a little different. I would say the most toxic app that we had was Snapchat because we had close friends Snapchat was definitely a thing. We didn't have filters though yet. And we did have Instagram, but it was really fun. If I look back at my pictures in high school on Instagram, it was very, no one really cared how they looked. Like it was, we had ugly pictures on there compared to what we see now. There's no influencers or anything. With dating, I would say mostly you just dated people within your high school because we didn't really have really intense social media like we didn't have access to like different types of people unless you went to the actual parties outside of your high school that's when you would meet people outside of your high school so we didn't have that access to different types of people that you do now and so i would say a lot of people in our high school dated within our high school but i did see social media causing a lot of issues even in my generation because mostly because of snapchat and the close friends list, which if you guys don't know, a close friends list shows you exactly who you're snapping. So you have top three, whoever you're snapping the most is going to be your first person on your close friends on your top list. And then there's three of them. So a lot of people would get caught cheating and talking to girls because they'd have a random girl on the list. And I would say that would be our biggest issue with dating. How about you? So come like involving social media and dating i would say it has changed a lot from the way you described it um what i have found in my generation is that people argue like especially couples argue about posting each other like oh you didn't post me why didn't you post me and they will literally have like big arguments just upon posting each other which is kind of crazy it's just a post and then, like, what you said about Snapchat, um, I would say it's not, I don't think it's necessarily the app. It's just, it's, everything is just so, like, you can find everything so quickly. Everything comes to you, like, within your fingertips. And you can see who your significant other has texted or snapped or if they're talking to that person constantly. If that person is their number one best friend, they're literally talking to them more than you. So, definitely gives you more access to things. Um... I think just how social media is now, I th- believe everyone is a little more insecure just of that your significant other has the ability to see other people's posts and like how they look. And 
I think it's definitely caused um, problems within relationships just with insecurity and that's just what social media comes with, I feel like. Yeah. It could be a good thing, and then it could be a bad thing. Yeah, because I even see it now. In high school, I didn't deal with it, but dating in my college years, I experienced what you experienced in high school, which is dealing with a million beautiful girls on Instagram. And my last relationship, that was a huge issue because there was he didn't have control over looking at other women. He didn't have really boundaries within himself. And so there was so much access to different types of women that you just always feel like you're in competition with everyone you see on social media. And I didn't experience that in high school. So for me, it was like an adjustment that I had to do. And it also makes me wonder, like just me thinking back to my high school days, how like I don't even know. I feel so bad for girls nowadays that they have to grow up in this social media world where there's influencers, where on Snapchat, you can see where everyone is too. There's like a whole map now. And there's just so much more tools on social media that can be good, but also can be super, super toxic. So now in your current relationship, do you feel like social media is one of the biggest issues in your relationship? Um, I wouldn't say biggest, but I would say it's an issue. Um, for me, it's more of an issue... Um, of what I post. So for my relationship personally, my significant other is more um I guess in a in a in a way where he doesn't want me to post anything too revealing. And see that's that's another like reason why social media can be bad. Um what you're posting can make your significant other uncomfortable and then that starts with arguments of why it's uncomfortable and what can I do to change that? And why is, can I post it? And then other girlfriends can post it. And it just comes into something that's just so unnecessary. But at the same time, it's just like, it's something that happens within a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like back then there was such a, a clear black and white of what's right and wrong. Like back then before social media, it was like, what's wrong is you cheating, you going out and talking to another girl in a, a certain way. It was very like black and white where nowadays the line is so foggy. It's like, what is cheating now? Yeah. There's so many, like even a DM, like you can literally cheat just like sitting in your bed now. But some people don't even consider that cheating. It's like, there's such a weird haze now of what's mm -hmm. right and what's wrong. Yeah. And I think it's good, like this woke culture that we have now, but in other ways, I think it's very toxic, like this very open-minded generation because there's no, there's just, I feel like these kids are learning that they can deal with so much more negative things and they just have to be okay with it because they should be more open or... Do you get what I'm saying? No, I do. Do you see it? I kind of, the way I'm seeing, so it is my generation mm -hmm. that like, we're the, the, what's it called? I think it's called the I generation. It's something like that. Basically, I was born into like social media technology just mm -hmm. happened. I was, I'm an 03. So I, I grew up a little bit without it, but I pretty much grew up my whole life with technology and social media. And what I tend to notice is that like the culture, it's just like, it's just not as good as it used to be. I feel like back then people didn't worry so much about things, about how they looked, about what other people thought of them. And like social media has definitely just changed the aspect of like you care what everyone thinks, I guess you could say. 
And I think that could be a toxic thing. Also, back to what you were saying, how mm-hmm. everyone, like, the, the culture is toxic in a way that everyone thinks that they're woke and stuff like that. <clears throat> I just think people glamorize, like, what's going on. Like, I, I'm happy that people are, you know, like, seeking, like, mental health and, like, being more open-minded in that aspect. But I also think they glamorize the negativity, like, within them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I think that's something that I've noticed a lot, too. And something I'm scared for future generations. Like, there's not really structure anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, you just do what you want or what you hear in high school or junior high. Like, basically, in junior high and high school, you're influenced by people that you look up to. Or just structures that you see in your family households. And now I can't even imagine what the structures are going to be like in generations coming. Like what structure is there going to be? It's going to be so confusing. You know, that's the things that I think about. But obviously there's good things too with social media. A lot of great things have happened with it. But I think mostly right now we see, especially in relationships, how it's negatively affect. And I see kind of the contrast in that in my new relationship because my new boyfriend doesn't really use social media. He doesn't care about posting. He it, On his time on the phone where you say how much time you spend on Instagram, it was like 10 minutes per day. Like he rarely, and it's such, compared to my last relationship, it's such a relief just because I dealt with so many issues, toxic issues with social media like following a lot of girls that do OnlyFans, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of a site where women mostly, for the most part, post like sexual content for money. So I remember that being a huge thing, whereas this partner, he doesn't do that. Like it's just like that, like taking social media out of it is like such a relief. And I've noticed that there's, it's just so much more calm and peaceful not having that aspect of worrying about social media but I think when it comes to women and men in social media it's different like us girls we can post a picture and like we can genuinely just do it for ourselves right yeah and we don't go on social media looking at guys abs or like we're not sexualizing anyone on social media yeah whereas men they do they do yeah okay so aside from social media we are gonna get into our last topic which is even before our generations, how, like, we see patterns within our parents that obviously follow us to this age now. So some patterns never die. Just because, you know, we're in this new world and things are really different, a lot of things are actually really similar too. So in detail, can you describe to me a situation in your current relationship where you felt like you were repeating patterns of generational trauma? Okay, so generational trauma so this would have to do with my parents um my parents are very old school they were both they're both older um they had me at an old age and they were both foreign they both came here from a different country around the age of 20 so they're very traditional which is not a problem at all but um for my case my parents have always just been um very controlling with me and it's mostly because i am the girl um that's what they say (laughs) and they're like I said they're very traditional so my mom basically feeds my dad she like she she bows down to him and it's supposed to be that way they said they used to have me do all the dishes for everyone they used to make me fold the clothes for everyone until I stood up for myself finally but 
Um, so they were, they're very traditional, which is, of course, if you prefer that, it is not a bad thing. But personally, seeing that happen to me growing up, I did not want to be like that. I looked at my mom and I was like, I would never want to rely on a man like she does. Personal preference, I just wouldn't. Um, so those were all the things that kind of like I grew up with. I don't like being controlled. They always control me just because I'm a girl. I can't go hang out with my cousins and sleep over just because I'm a girl. I can't go sleep over with my friends just because I'm a girl. I can't wear this just because I'm a girl. I can't do that. So all those things, I felt very controlled as a child. They did other things like move a different, move me to a different high school for no reason. It's just been an ongoing thing to this day. They're getting better, but with my current relationship, I found myself without even like willing, like knowing that I got into like a relationship with someone who's just like my parents in a way where he kind of likes to control me. He he will say things like, oh, I agree with your mom, you shouldn't do that. Or he tries to tell me what I can and cannot do. And he's very, I would say that, I could tell that he would—he wants a girl who's more submissive like my mother. And that's not how I am. I am I would rather be independent. I'd rather um, be the one relying on myself and not relying on another man. I would rather make my own choices. And I think it's just crazy how I like basically got with someone that's like my parents mm-hmm. when it's like something I did not want, you know? Yeah. It's something crazy because they say that we kind of tend to date our parents sometimes without really realizing. We kind of gravitate to what we're used to without really knowing it. So I do think that's really interesting. So now, like, do you think that this is a situation where you can break this generational trauma? Like where you can change the pattern in what you've grown up with? Like, do you see that happening? Yeah, I definitely think I could break the 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 chain I guess you could say um I think anyone can I I know people who've been through far worse and they've gone through horrible things with their parents and it's been a cycle that they repeat and repeat and repeat and I believe anyone could put an end to that cycle and change for the better yeah I agree too yeah I think it's definitely something that you just have to be always conscious of even within ourselves I think a lot of times we like to put blame on people but we also contribute to that also we need to learn how to take more accountability for things exactly and I think that's how we can be better in general is just looking at kind of like in a way like what we're attracting but also look within ourselves and ask ourselves why are we attracting this types of behavior and how we can change the behaviors in our relationships So I also experienced a similar thing where in my past relationship, it was very similar to a sense where it wasn't very emotional like my parents. Like my parents have always been really good parents, but they're not very emotional. They're almost more like detached in that sense. And I attracted a partner very similar that wasn't loving, affectionate, didn't make me, wasn't proud of me. Like very, not that my parents are like that, but it was kind of like the same type of vibe. And when I broke that and I started searching within myself and changing things within myself that were contributing to those behaviors too, I attracted a a really healthy partner. And not to say that you have to end your relationship. I think that it's possible to like be with your partner and both change your own generational curses together. 
I think it's hard, but I think it's possible. And I think it's just something that both partners have to be equally aware of. And in my past relationship, my ex wasn't aware of it and I was. So we couldn't grow out of it together. But I think in your situation, like moving forward, how do you think you and your current relationship can break that curse together? I think it's just about definitely putting our pride down and just like putting ourselves in each other's shoes, seeing where he's coming from, why he's thinking that way, what possibly could have led him to think that way in the past, maybe from his parents or whatever. And same with me for him to think of why I feel that way and why I think that way. And just to come into like an agreement and just a balance where we can both respect and, uh, value each other's morals and how we feel and it's definitely possible it's just hard because um you both have to like really want it and you both have to put your pride like aside and like just want to work it out and like do everything you can to like just have an open mind and respect each other yeah I agree and I think that's something that is definitely possible I think putting your pride aside is the best thing you can do in any situation, regardless of relationships. And yeah, thank you, Mayurli, for talking to me. This was really insightful. I hope that you learned a lot and I definitely learned a lot too. And moving forward, I think this is kind of a wake up call for both of us to just kind of understand how we can better our relationships in general. I completely agree. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye guys.